from a like from the ground level like uh playing field i think ceos executives marketers business development and communication individuals and commercial construction should be building their personal brand period like that, mm-hmm. that that's just that's just my belief and conviction knowing what i know knowing what i've done and knowing what i've built but i also think this relates to uh, uh project managers as well and, and, and Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the CM Mentors Podcast. My name is Matt Graves. My coach each week is Kyle Grandel. What's up, Kyle? Hey, what's up, Matt? You said my last name right. I did, finally, for the first time in 36 episodes. I know. For anybody that can go back and listen and find it right again, you let me know. It's not there. This week's guest is uh, Jonathan Core. What's going on, Jonathan? Hey, what's up, Matt? Doing pretty good. How are yourself? Uh, Not too bad. Uh, Kyle's gonna be fritzy this episode. He's already, he's already being fuzzy. Anyway, hey, for Jonathan, people who don't know who you are, you wanna give us a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my my name is Jonathan Core, and uh, I run a social media marketing agency, working with commercial contractors throughout the states, just helping them build their brand online through different types of social media content. Been doing this for the past few years. Previous to that, I was an in-house marketer for a commercial sub here in. Uh, Seattle, Washington. And so that was uh, mainly my entrance into construct commercial and uh, and marketing specifically and having those two overlap. But I did grow up in a family uh, uh, that has always been around construction. So I'm definitely not new to construction in general, just commercial specifically. Right on. Yeah, we, we get people like you on here who's got, you know, do social media and, and videos and that sort of stuff. And you show us up because you got a better mic, a better camera, better you said you had to download something because you had an app a mac and you couldn't run Streamyard. so anyway welcome man we want to bring you on and talk about uh specifically personal branding for construction managers and kind of the opportunity that um really the construction industry has right now um around personal branding and especially social media and all that sort of stuff so um, i know we had shelly on here and what what was that called like episode two we talked about personal branding and stuff and so Six months later, nine months later, we thought it'd be a, a good, another, keep the conversation rolling. So um, so what are your thoughts, I guess? We'll start right there. What are your thoughts on uh, the opportunity for personal branding for CMs? Yeah, so, so, so maybe before I go into specifically uh, on the aspect of just personal branding for construction uh, management professionals, I'll kind of share my journey into it. And hopefully that'll kind of be able to like, uh, give just more of a high level, uh, just view how I see it and then how it may relate to construction management. I also mentioned, I may ask you guys some questions too, to be able to interact with this topic, but from a high level for me years ago, I think it was like, uh, uh, 2018, 2017, I was working in-house for a commercial contractor and the CEO would send me a, a, a link after link of two specific individuals on LinkedIn that were building their personal brand. It, it wasn't like they were doing it per se to do it, mm-hmm. but they were just posting their, their journey. One of them was Aaron Witt from Build Wits. Uh, the other guy was Keaton Turner from uh, Turner Mining Group. And so those two guys were sharing a lot of, a lot of insights around the trades, construction, uh, business growth, business failures. All of, They were just kind of an open book, just kind of sharing their process from startup, obviously now into uh, obviously passing that five-year phase for, you know, the typical uh, uh, startup uh, uh, phase. And so for me, after that, I, once I started seeing a lot of their content, I'm like, okay, well, for me, as it relates to social media content, I'm like, I, I want to do the same thing. This is where I was at 2018. I'm like, I want to do the same thing. I just don't know where to start. I don't know what to talk about. And I don't even know if, if anybody even cares. And so 
fast forward, obviously I was, I was building the, the brand for this contractor online. And I, I realized a lot of the things, there's different things. I, I would add my own flair to it, but there were certain posts that would pop off and I'm like, okay, like there's definitely something here, definitely something that's resonating. Fast forward. I, uh, during the pandemic, I started a, a pandemic project, basically creating content, uh, interviewing other marketers uh, throughout the States, just from so many different industries. And my thought was like, Hey, this is going to be the way th this is going to give me a reason why I should begin posting on social media, began doing similar to what you guys do. I have a podcast. I would do the clips. I would do additional posts, all that sort of stuff, do the networking to be able to get guests and things like that. And that kind of started my journey to be able to begin creating content on social media. Fast forward, eventually that stopped, but I kept creating content. But the problem that I was running into is I was creating content about everything. I was talking about sales. I was talking about marketing. I was talking about business growth cultures. And I was, I was talking about just business stories I heard or lessons. Like it was kind of all over the place. And I think in general, we all start there. Like we all kind of throw spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks. But ultimately right. what ended up happening from there is like, I, I just kept doing it. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I have the ability to write and communicate, but it's just not resonating well. And basically, long story short, I realized I was trying to be everything for everybody. And if you're everything for everybody, it's not going to land anywhere because you're not specifically like you don't have an audience and, you know, people that specifically you're looking to target. If you're talking so, to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Exactly. And, but but, but, but I, didn't, I didn't know that. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to put stuff out there. People are going to love it and engage and I'll just be able to grow from here. But I was just plateauing. Like there was a season where I was just getting no likes, no engagements, no comments. And uh, for me, it was definitely like a, a eating humble pie every day. I'm like, gosh. And, and, and then basically, I eventually decided to focus. I'm like, okay, hey, let me focus on marketing specific and see what happens. Eventually, that started to get a little uptick in engagement. I'm like, okay, people are starting to know me just specifically for marketing. And then I'm like, well, as my business was growing and evolving too, I was helping service-based businesses. By this point, I'm like, hey, let me focus on social media content or marketing for service-based businesses. And then as I got more specific with my business, it obviously informed my content. So I was like, well, let me go construction. And then and then kind of the last level where I'm at now is like, let me go commercial construction. Because that's a, uh, for me, when I was first starting out my business, my, 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 my business plan was get anybody who would pay me, basically. <laughs> You know, that's kind of in, in a sense how we all start, at least people like me who aren't as experienced in business. But as I began to figure out my my clientele and who I could really add the most value to, uh, my my content engagement also sort of stuff started increasing. And then and I, and then so basically, long story short, is like I eventually did all these sort of things to finally land in commercial construction. And I'm like, OK, cool. Things are starting to grow. I think the biggest unlock more recently is like beginning to find ways to engage with other people's content too, because what, what, what I've seen people who start also too, is they, they post in ghost, they basically post content mm -hmm. and then they're like, all right, let me go to my job because you know, obviously I, I got other things to do. Whereas for me, I'm like, no, let me actually begin engaging because I realize it's like, especially within, I'm sure you, you two know, this is like, as you start to support each other creators, you get more and more of each other's audience, more eyeballs, all that sort of stuff. And so it's, it's been this long road, but more than anything for me, as far as what it's produced for my business, because for me, I think it was like a year and a half ago, because typically what happens with a lot of marketers in general is they sell marketing services, but they don't do marketing for themselves. And for me, I'm like, well, if I'm selling marketing services and not sales services, um, then how do I find a way to be able to actually generate customers? So through this process of like refining my content, I've been able to actually land uh, uh, different customers throughout the States 
through this content, people even in construction technology, software companies, you know, so, and, and it's just opened the door to so many things that I wouldn't honestly have had access to if I didn't begin posting content, building my personal mm -hmm. brand and specific as it relates to personal brand. Cause I, I uh, there's individuals I've talked to other creators on uh, LinkedIn who I've talked to about bu building the personal brand. And, and they're like, well, you know, I keep posting content on my, my business page, all sorts of stuff. I'm like, the reality is that when it comes to, to LinkedIn, people want to connect with other people. And so mm -hmm. for me, I, if you go look at, if you go on my LinkedIn right now, go to my uh, customer growth profile, you will see no content on there, like absolutely nothing. But because it all lives on my profile, because I realize when it comes to B2B, which is more commercial, uh, I want people to associate the, the knowledge, the insight to me specifically as the individual, as a personal brand. And so that's kind of uh, uh, the high level story as far as uh, for me, kind of getting into seeing the power of personal branding and what's in, what, it, what it's been able to do for my business for uh, business growth, also do speaking opportunities, getting to network with unique individuals throughout the states. It's just opened the doors. And so, as it relates now to construction professionals, in my opinion, is like I, I honestly think uh, uh, from a, like from the ground level, like uh, playing field, I think CEOs, executives, marketers, business development, and communication individuals, and commercial construction should be building their personal brand period like that, mm -hmm. that that's just that's just my belief and conviction knowing what i know knowing what i've done and knowing what i've built but i also think this relates to uh project managers as well and 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 i honestly think there's a lot of knowledge out there i, I just recently released a post on like talking about the knowledge transfer i think there's a lot of project managers either working on five ten fifty hundred one billion dollar projects who have tons of lessons learned tons of insights and I think what, at least in my opinion, I think there's a wealth of knowledge that could be distributed through a means like LinkedIn or maybe even like a, a video format like YouTube or YouTube Shorts and things like that. So in my opinion, I think uh, uh, project managers or like construction uh, management professionals really benefit from uh, uh, posting content because they're out, you know, like they're either in the office or in the or in the work truck or the um yeah, yeah, exactly. So one of those, and they're constantly interacting with uh, uh, construction individuals, other, you know, CM professionals or tradespeople, superintendents, foremen, general foremen, different people across the board. And I think there's a lot of insight that could be definitely captured and, and be able to be conveyed through LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, so, so uh, I think, you know, the, the, that's the important as far as like the, the importance and the value that I think a lot of construction management professionals can share. But a lot of people begin thinking like, hey, well, what's the actual benefit? Like what? Like, like OK, if I do this, Jonathan, like what do I actually get? I think why? General, what's the why? <laughs> yeah, because like I, I, I could very well tell anybody to start posting and like, OK, like I did it, but I'm not even sure why I'm doing this. I think for me, but like uh, to reiterate the point I said, I think there's a wealth of knowledge that a, lo a lot of CM professionals could share uh, through their lessons learned, through the failures. Honestly, I feel like that's the area where a lot of people tend to lean in more. Hey, like uh, uh, just, just hearing those lessons learned through, I'm not sure the different things that, you know, you guys run into, but just in general, there's, I know that there's a lot of lessons that you guys learn running multi-million or multi-billion dollar projects. And so for me, I think outside of that, it definitely brings more awareness to the industry. I think I, I, just in general, we need more people to join the trades, whether it's in the field or, or, or even in CM type roles. I think that brings awareness there. But also, too, I think the biggest thing is you begin to position yourself as a leader in the space, regardless of if you have decades of experience or even 10 years of experience, five years of experience. I'm realizing now I don't know everything about marketing. I don't even know everything about social media, even though this is what I'm doing every single day. I'm still learning. 
But for some reason, in the eyes of people in commercial construction, I'm positioning myself as a leader. And I think in general, especially for people that continue down the track for construction management, if you eventually want to be an executive uh, or a PX or that type of role, I think you actually position yourself as a as a more viable candidate who's building their personal brand, sharing their their uh, lessons learned, the different nuggets that they have from different projects to be able to be considered for these types of roles in the future, uh, because people begin to see how you think, how you process, um, and ultimately just how you work as a CM professional. So I, I think those sort of things, especially like I said, if you go down the CM route just in the long run, I think definitely opens the doors for uh, a great promotions and opportunities to be able to be an executive in some sort of construction company in the future as a result of being able to build a personal brand. You, you said a lot there. I'm going to touch on a couple <laughs> things. I was like trying to like, I had a couple things, like I'm making notes. Like I want to go back to this, go back to this, go back to this. But one thing. Actually, I, I, I missed that. Can you start over, Jonathan? <laughs> I forgot to hit record. Can you do this again? <laughs> um, you know, on the why, um, you know, I, I started posting a lot on, really it kind of started on LinkedIn. I was making a few posts here and there. Before that, it was really just like a resume place, right? Every five years, you'd go update your LinkedIn resume when you got a new job type thing, right? And then I started kind of posting a couple of things on there. But when I started the Construction Yeti newsletter, I was like, I got to sell this. It's free, but I have to sell this thing to people. Yeah. And so I started like posting on LinkedIn and just to kind of like, it's kind of self-serving when I first started, right? Because like, I got to sell it, right? I'm going to do this thing. I had no clue what I was doing. And I was talking to like the 500 people that I've like accumulated co connections with over the, like the last 10 years of my career. And so um, you're basically talking to nobody and trying to do that. But then it quickly, you know, kind of you're talking about kind of the ecosystem. I kind of fell in this ecosystem and then they start commenting on your stuff. You start commenting on their stuff. You start like learning stuff off of them. I learned I knew nothing about lean construction when, uh, you know, a year and a half ago when I started all this. And now like I still know nothing about lean construction, but I know a ton of people who know a lot about lean construction. <laughs> um, but that's kind of what I've been using, I guess, building my personal brand because I've been you know, posting a lot more and kind of building a network and stuff is really building up a network and actually networking with people. Um, I think that's the new networking way because, you know, you're not going to happy hour, you know, downtown at the bar or whatever anymore. It's especially like I got a family and kids and I work an hour away from downtown. And so like, I'm not making it any networking happy hour events. And so, and it's also opened up the doors to meet people all over the country and all over the world. And so, you know, there's that phrase of, it's not, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, yeah. and it's, I actually made a LinkedIn post about the wall back. Not, I'm going to redo it too. Cause that's, this was genius. I thought. But it, I, I said something like, I'm using my what I know to increase my who I know. Hmm. And so by putting out like my own tidbits and knowledge and insights and that sort of stuff, it's like, man, I've, I've met so many like interesting people. I mean, I met Kyle through LinkedIn. I met you, Jonathan, through LinkedIn. I've met people way, way, way smarter than myself on there. People that I would have thought, you know, a year ago was like, quote, outside my league or something of people who I would ever be able to network with and talk to and. Um, I mean, the, I met the owner of Dell Management through all this. Like, wow. <laughs> the, the owner. So no, it's it's been awesome, and like, you, you really meet a lot of really cool people through it. So, anyway. Yeah. So, let, let let me begin, like, kind of like going into like my line of questioning for you guys. I guess what's the as it relates to CM specifically. What sort of outcomes have you had? Uh, you know, you already alluded to one, Matt, saying networking, uh, that, you know, that, that opened the door for that. But are there other 
tangible or maybe intangible things that it's opened the door for either of you? Um, I mean, it's I've basically built I've built a non-business, but I built like a side project off the backs of LinkedIn. I mean, honestly, like this whole podcast is like the growth of the podcast has basically been based on um, kind of LinkedIn and other social media like posts and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, the whole subscriber base for the for the newsletter I've been doing has been built off of that. So, I mean, it's I'm not making really any money off of this stuff yet, but it's not building a side project off of it. Um, that's, I guess, some sort of tangible thing I've done um, other than, you know, all the connections, the networks and networking I've done. What about you, Kyle, with your, you know, you running your own company? Has it has it opened the doors to different opportunities? Like, I guess, what did that look like for you? Yeah, it really has. Um, I mean, even I have one really good example for that. I had a a, a client that was a, you know, a co-worker of a client that I had, you know, however you want to draw those lines, um, calls me up and says, I got a project I want to talk to you about. Can we run through it? Can you share a little bit about your company so I can get to know you? And then if and then if, if the feeling is mutual, then we'll talk about the project. So, yeah, absolutely. I get my presentation ready. I have my little my PowerPoint slide deck ready to go. My short version, of course. And then we get on the phone. We start going through it. And then he says, you know, what? I'll just stop you right there. I looked at your website already and we're good to go. So let, let's talk about the project. And I'm like, whoa, really? Like, that's all it took. And not that not the website itself necessarily, because it's amazing. But I've had, I've had other things like that, too, where it's like, hey, we, we see your brand on LinkedIn. And I've even had clients say we watch the podcast. And I'm like, that's pretty dang cool. So there's a lot to be said for building that brand, especially if you just don't. Sometimes you don't really know why you're doing it, but you, it just feels right. And you know that you should be doing it. And thank God for Shelly two years ago getting me going doing this because it's been um, it's been quite the roller coaster, quite the ride, but it's just been going up and up. So, yeah, I, I would say my tangibles are just, I mean, actual new business, new projects. It really does work. Has anybody reached out to you specifically that you didn't know prior as a result of like LinkedIn or like just people that you didn't, weren't connected with that you know, eventually reached out? Has that happened yet? I've had people say they saw me on LinkedIn or they saw my podcast or something. Um, I don't, I don't know that I would say it's directly gotten me business, but what I have said before though, is um, like the podcast, for example, uh, has gotten me um, connections and networking kind of, kind of to Matt's earlier point. And you, you meet somebody that makes a difference in your business that grows it in a different way. So maybe it's not direct billable work, but yeah. maybe they increased our efficiencies with our bookkeeping, or maybe they gave me funding, or maybe it was my executive coach. I mean, uh, there's all those kinds of things that you just never know where those networks are going to lead that grows your business in a way that maybe it's not, like I said, directly bringing revenue in, but it does get you to that next level. So now what are your guys' thoughts as far as like, you know, let's say you continue this, continue to build off what you guys are doing. What do you think the next three to five years looks like for this as far as like business opportunities and just even growth within this? Like, do you guys have like a potential like idea or maybe desire what you think it could be? A hundred percent. They're going to kick Joe Rogan off Spotify and give us his contract. <laughs> it's already in the works. <laughs> the doc, I got the docu sign came in my email a minute ago. We'll get it back. Hey, it wasn't enough money though. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I don't know. Uh, me and Kyle, we've we've said, a, I don't know, a dozen times, like, man, we got to sit down and talk about, like, what we're doing with this thing, where we're taking it. Um, right now, is we just, 
we're just kind of doing it really to kind of keep helping the industry, um, you know, kind of keep giving back and then whatever happens, happens, just kind of letting it happen organically. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm like, obviously I get a bunch of messages. I just got one this morning. Like, somebody's like, man, I've been like, I heard your podcast with so-and-so I loved it. And like, I was like, he was kind of telling me his story about just getting an industry. And I was like, you need to listen to this one too. And he's like, he went listening and he came back. He's like, dude, I love that one. And so just kind of putting that content out there for people. Um, but then selfishly, like I've like, I've made a ton of context through this. I met a lot of awesome people and like, I'm learning a ton through it all. Um, and it's, it's, this isn't a real business either though. So if the whole thing fell flat on its face, like I'm, I, I'm not feeding my kids with it too. So I can experiment and fail and try and test this and test that and put stupid, you know, clips up on LinkedIn and TikTok and Instagram and everywhere else. And so it's, it's just been a fun experiment. Um, and I don't, I guess to answer your question, I don't know where the hell this is going to go. <laughs> yeah, which, which I think is a good place to be. I think the, even too, like you mentioned the, it, it might not even have like, there's no like economic like reliance on it right now. And so that kind of frees up like, okay, l- l- let's see what we can actually, l- let's build something that we enjoy that we like yeah. without the, like, Hey, we need to make this work. Otherwise we're not going to be able to pay our bills or all these sort of things. Yeah. And I think the more and more you approach it that way, I think the, the be able, I, I think the impact will be in the future, you know, the, however monetization or that sort of opportunity presents itself, I think it'll be greater as a result because I think if people start right away saying, I want to start posting social media content or, you know, do it, start a podcast, all these sort of things with the intent of making money. I think in a yeah. sense, we kind of missed the point because it's like, okay, like you have, you have personally, selfishly, you have the right incentive because I think you don't want to be wasting your time, but as it relates to the audience or you, maybe even the integrity of the show or the content you're producing, it kind of, uh, the, the, there's an ulterior motive. And so you think about it with, with a sales conversation with somebody, if somebody's trying to sell you something and you just get a, a whiff of their commission breath, you're, you're, you kind of distance yourself. You're like, oh, like picture, picture you're walking through the mall and the guy's like, hey man, come here, come come here real quick. And and he's got like a, a little stool for you to put your shoe on or something like that and a little spray. You already know what he's going to do. You know yeah, exactly what he's going to do. like, nah, I'm good, man. He's got that tray. You're like, get away from me. I got to go. <laughs> exactly. And so like in general, I think that's where like, I think as long as you guys continue to approach it this way, I think it, it's going to be good and it's going to help benefit, you know, just people in general. But yeah, and I was just curious there. No, no specific intent, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's been fun. It's been a fun hobby, really. I mean, we're just doing it really because it's been fun and it's actually been helpful for people. So I agree with you. Um, it's something that, you know, Cody uh, Fournier said when she was on here, like the construction industry has a great BS meter, right? We're always negotiating and always having to, you know, have these negotiations and like this industry, they can smell the BS fast, you know? Yeah. And so if we were coming on here and being fake and, you know, if we were trying to push a product or something, people can see right through it. Yeah, for sure. That's great. But it's been a, you know, I'm learning a lot, you know, cause like I was telling you before, you know, I've been using this Opus Pro to chop up these clips. And um, when we first started, it's like, I want to take these clips and make them into short clips and post them on all the short, you know, the Instagram reels and the TikTok and the YouTube short and all that sort of stuff. I did one episode or two episodes like this is way too much work. Um, so I stopped and then I found Opus and like, it's all AI generated and, you know, within an, an hour I can have, 20 clips right it takes me a little time to go in there and do it and do it in the evening or whatever but like it's way they're not perfect but they're they're way better than than normal um so i was like i've been posting all these uh clips of the the podcast right and all these like smart clips like oh this thing is gonna go viral because this is a cool story or whatever and like it'd get like 200 views i posted a stupid seven second meme video on tiktok it just hit a million views today 
I'm like, what the hell? Like all my smart content like does nothing and like a stupid seven it was like a some and I posted on LinkedIn too and but like it hit a million views on TikTok today of like just of like justifying not wearing a hard hat or something stupid. It's just some stupid joke thing, right? And like I'm like like I as soon as you think you know something, like you know nothing. Like <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it makes sense. It's unfortunate that the educational deep understanding, you know, like a, a post you like you're, in your mind, you're like, man, once people see this or hear this, they're going to be like, it's going to change their life. They're going to share it. It's going to go on. like, no, no one cares. You post it and it's just like, and so, but then like you said, like whether it's a meme or things like that, that stuff pops off. And I think it makes sense. I mean, just in general, human psychology, we're, we're drawn to things that make us laugh, cry, or smile. Just like that. Just that's just kind of the natural bent. That's why a lot of the content we see on whether it's like like shorts platform, like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram Reels, a lot like we get fed the things that typically mm -hmm. work for human human beings in general. And I think and so it makes sense. But it is unfortunate because you're like, man, like if only they saw this content, you know. <laughs> I guess you know you, you you get them, you bring them in with the memes, and then you can slowly feed them the the, the smart stuff you want them to see, right? So they don't yeah. think you're just a meme guy. At least you got a little bit of brain, which that's yeah. a good transition. This is Kyle's favorite part of the podcast. There we go. Time to do it. So every week, Kyle has to, I show him a meme that he's never seen before. And he has to describe the meme for all the people who are listening to the podcast and not watching the YouTube video. Hmm. It's the only reason that Matt still keeps me on this thing. It really is. All right, here we go. Is everybody ready for this one? <laughs> So we've got a this this scene appears to be at a football game. I, I, I could doesn't be football, I guess. Could be just some type of sport event. Um, we've got two cheerleaders. One is <laughs> one is the sub for the other cheerleader, um, and then the the top cheerleader is hugging a what appears to be a fan over the um, I don't know what, what what do you call that, Matt? Over, over the over the wall the, there. Yeah, the sideline rail. I think the cheerleaders on the field. Yeah. And he's like the, the guy up in the stands. Yeah, and then we have uh, – <laughs> I just noticed this is from, by the way. <laughs> and then we've got uh, the, the the fan being hugged. It says developer. The top cheerleader is the GC, and the bottom cheerleader is the subs. And this is from our, our, um, our guest here, Jonathan Corp. And it says, uh, this is what it looks like for subcontractors on social media. GC and developers getting all the exposure and eyeballs. Subs, you're contributing a ton to the project. Don't forget to post about your impact on the project, too. Well said. Definitely true. <laughs> so I love this one because it's, I mean, you see it all the time. You see it on social media and the GCs like, we're doing this. We have this stage of the project and they tag in the developer and the architect and the owner and the construction manager. And then the 20, 30 different subcontractors on the project are actually doing all the work, getting no love. So, yeah, it, it was crazy to see this. Like this is my most viral post. And for me, it was absolutely nuts uh, when it started happening. Like, oh, shoot. Like it's because other posts I've had like 100 something likes and stuff like that. But once this popped off, I'm like, I knew it, it struck a chord. And I think that's the thing with like have, being able to use memes and like, you know, actual co more context within the copy, I think is really interesting because it's like, OK, like there's something that resonated here. But I, I, I do want to ask you guys, because both of you guys are both of you guys work for uh, GCs, right? Like you, it, it's you're, you're the GC side, right? Like owner's rep. Owner's rep. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah. Both of you? Owner's rep? Yep. Okay. 
So, so I wanted to ask you guys, just because for me, I'm like, uh, so in general, so there's been a lot of content um, kind of uh, uh, focus on GCs. Like there's the, like, I, I don't know how to say it other than there's just been a lot of GC bashing uh, just on like LinkedIn, different, you know, subcontractors. I won't say who they are, but I'm sure you guys know some of the top guys who will call out things at GCs, you know, things that are unfair as it relates to contracts or different things like that, just like partnerships. Um, I'm curious, like, ha have you guys had any, like, because, uh, you know, you guys interact with different types of content like that, too. Have you guys, I guess, what's your general thought on that approach? Um, I, I, I don't think you should be bashing anybody in general, but it kind of has just been happening. I think a lot of people are just addressing a lot of issues that have happened in the industry. But I'm, maybe we'll start there. What are your guys' thoughts on that type of content in general? I'll go, I'll go first in this one, Matt. <clears throat> Honestly, I think it's pretty good. I think it's time for these GCs to get into the real world and start stepping it up and start getting in with the times. Because a, a lot of what I see, at least in the industrial space, is they are way behind. They're tw they're operating 20 years behind where the industry is in some commercial spaces as far as lean construction, integrated project delivery, safety especially too. It's time they get their asses in gear and actually start doing their freaking jobs and start getting things, raising that bar like it should be. So it's very passionate for me because I deal with it every day. I deal with nothing but GCs that want to dig their heels in the ground, make my life difficult and I'm freaking tired of it. So, all right, Matt, go ahead. What do you think? Hey, um, before Matt goes, you have to make sure that you like clip that because, and then like Kyle's going to post that on his and we'll see what happens. Maybe that goes viral. <laughs> please, please do. Cause, cause all the ones that I work with that don't like me. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'd love that. <clears throat> I have follow-up questions after that, but yeah, go ahead, Matt. And for the listeners, by the way, I, I give everybody the same fair first chance, but then when they yeah. screw me, that's 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 when things go south. I I'm not quite as passionate as Kyle is, maybe because I haven't maybe felt the same pain. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think it's good. I think I think it's a platform as long as it's constructive, right? If people are just gonna get on there and bitch and moan, like that's not constructive at all. Um, but when people are saying, "Hey, this is a problem, and here's how we can fix it." You know, I think that content's great. And because um, social media and the internet's just full of too much just bitching and moaning in general. I'm like, but if if you're identifying the problems, coming up with solutions, helping spread solutions like to the greater industry, I think that content's great. So maybe it'll stop the next GC down the road from kind of acting the same way or, you know, a young guy coming up especially a young guy coming up and he may see that and he's being trained kind of one way and he's seeing how it's actually impacting the subs. He's getting this other side of the story that he's not seeing, you know, his day job. He may, he may think twice before kind of going down that path too, maybe. So. Yeah. And, and the reason I ask is, you know, for me, obviously I, I I've only done a few, but like I would say it's more recent that I've been focusing on content that kind of helps more subs specifically. Um, Cause that's, that's honestly a lot of the, 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 uh, the clients that I work with myself and, but for me, I just in general, I'm like, imagine what it's like to be like a GC or working at a GC, like a, a for a general contractor, and you're coming on, you know, LinkedIn, and you're just getting like roasted, you know, like a, you know that, that part isn't always the most fun too. But what I've noticed though, specifically, is like certain GCs or people that have, have engaged with my content in the past, kind of have started to like. <laughs> like started engaging less and all sorts of stuff. And my thing is like, I think, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just wanted to at least get your guys' feedback. Cause even for me, I, I had a post recently where I'm like, Hey, like uh, instead of just 
like you mentioned, bitching and moaning about specific things, like only providing, like only shedding light to the problem, but no solution. I don't think that's helpful. But also too, it's like maybe also finding ways to spin it to be able to talk about, hey, maybe uh, 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 celebrating aspects of like, hey, this is these are characteristics of a quality GC or a good GC and all sort of stuff instead of just focusing on the negative. I think both do are, are essential, mm-hmm. but uh, especially for you guys in, in your guys' position, it's, it's always interesting to see how that dynamic is. I, I think it's, you know, it's cool when, you know, you'll see a sub go on there and be like, hey, I was just working for so-and-so GC and they did this thing. I never seen anybody do that before. And that was really awesome. Like it really helped out or they, you know, kind of really highlighting and kind of giving them a pat on the back one. And so they're, they're celebrating one. It's, it's a business play too, right? Because they're celebrating, you know, their, their customer, but then too, they're like kind of sharing that sort of, you know, good thing with the industry. So, so let me ask you guys from the owner's rep side, cause I know that you guys are probably involved with contracts and stuff like that. I made a post recently just about, you know, whether it's the GC adding in the contract saying you can't post anything on mark or yeah. for marketing purposes, stuff like that. And then I know that there are also owners too, who are like, Whoa. Um, uh, I, I also know that, that there are also owners that, um, have that preference too. I'm just curious from your guys' perspective, like what's the motivation maybe from the owner side and maybe even to you guys, if you guys know a little bit from the GC side, like what's the, what's the motivation there to not allow for subs or other people to post about the projects? I mean, I've personally been told not to post job site photos from a general contractor. Um, and it was mostly there's. Mostly because they were saying that when they even when the general contractor, because the general contractor owns the building until it's turned yeah. over to the owner, right? And so I was posting a couple job site photos and they kind of asked me to stop. And the reasoning was like, whenever they post, it's got to get vetted by HR and safety and operations and, you know, make sure they're not posting some obvious safety issue or some sort of HR problem, you know, something like that. So it's got to get vetted and vetted and vetted before it goes out. So, um, they basically said, if you're posting pictures, like we can't vet it. And so please stop. <laughs> so that's kind of what I got told. Yeah. And for us in the manufacturing side, it's mainly about confidentiality and proprietary information. Mm-hmm. They, have a, they, <clears throat> they think they have a lot of secret things going on in their plant that other people aren't doing. And so they don't, they don't want any pictures to get out. And the reality is, um, I think it's just more of a, you got to just draw the line and say no pictures at all. Instead of saying, yeah, if you want to take a picture over there, that's cool, but you can't do it over here. You give an inch, people take a mile every time. So, and so instead yeah. you just make your life easy. You say no pictures ever, period. There's so much you can do that. I mean, I post on LinkedIn just about every day and with whether it's a meme or whether I've, I've been on this little kick of doing meme videos and LinkedIn seems to really love those. Um, but uh, you know, I make a post just about every day and I, I don't post any job site photos, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do that's not job site photos. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, I and guess relating this back to, sorry, go ahead, Kyle. I was just going to say one way that, and I'm not saying we do this, but an idea <laughs> that might get around something like that is to just wait a period of time. I mean, after, after a certain number of months, maybe a year or two, something, people forget there was ever even a project there. So you post a picture as long as as long as you're not stupid about it, nobody's going to even know that it was that project at that site. So you know, there's a, there may be some of that going on in certain parts of the industry too. Yeah, I've I've definitely went through my catalog and pulled photos from five six years ago, and it's yeah. like at that point I know where it was at because I took the photo and I know exactly where it was at in the building, but that client's not going to remember. No one's going to remember. It's like a, it's a wall of studs and everything else, and like. And so they don't, no one's going to know where it comes from other than me. Yeah, for sure.
So build that library up. <laughs> yep, build that library up. No, I, I think that's great. I think because even for me, like I, I think as it relates to like, you know, CM and, and aspects like that, I think there, I, I think it's it does help to like show the type of project that maybe you learned a lesson or something specifically on. Um, but if that isn't always the case, that that doesn't mean you can't find a, a different commercial project that could still convey the same message. But that may not be a conflict right now because, of, you know, maybe how much time there has passed by. And stuff like, I mean, if you're, depends where you're posting to, right? If you're posting on Instagram, you almost have to have some sort of picture of some sort of thing, right? Um, but if you're posting on LinkedIn, like text message or text uh, posts do just as well as photos do and, and videos and everything else. I mean, some of my best posts on LinkedIn were just pure text, no photos or no nothing. But you don't have to have that. So, so well, let me ask you guys this. So you, you guys obviously know more about CM than I do, other creators and just individuals. Who are some of your guys' favorite follows for like construction management, like that you like, you know, maybe top two or three people that like that, that you think other people could potentially model or be able to get inspiration outside of you guys, what you guys are doing for CM mentors? Man, I'm going to hurt some feelings, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll put them all in the show notes, but. Okay. Uh, no, like Cody Fournay, she always has some like really good, no BS, like tell it as it is posts. Um, Matt Bergeramo, he's got a lot of good stuff. I mean, he makes a post every day. He's like, he's a machine. Um, and he gets a lot of engagement. He's got a lot of stuff, you know, about, you know, not burning out and, you know, making sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, Kyle Nitchin, who was on here, he has a lot of good stuff. Um, man, I, I know I'm drawing, uh, uh, Megan Spivey, she has like really great contract stuff all the time. Um, there's a million other people like Jesse Hernandez. I mean, they've all kind of got their own little taste and flavor. That's the thing too, is like, don't try to copy what somebody else is doing, make yeah. it your own. And like all those people, I just said, like they, they, they're posting about the construction industry. They're posting about construction management kind of sort of in a way, but they're, they're making it their own and they're having a lot of success doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Any ads? Yeah, a couple that I would add on there because you had some from my list already there too. But a couple I would add on is uh, Jason Schroeder, um, you know, with yeah. LVA Construction. They're doing some amazing things in the lean construction space, and they have been for quite some time. Um, Felipe as well, Construction Scrum. He's the man. He he's the man with Scrum, and um, he's awesome dude. Way fun to talk with. Uh, he's doing some great things as well. So, um, but yeah, you talked about Cody as well. She's amazing. Jesse, Kyle Nishin, rock star. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say with Felipe, I heard his voice recently on a some sort of clip. I'm like, this guy has a broadcasting voice. Like he's got that radio voice. Like, hey guys, how are you? Like, like I hear him talking. Like, bro, keep talking, man. I like it. <laughs> he's got that late night DJ voice, you know. He's kinda like, you can't get mad at the guy at all. I'm sure because like you get angry, and he just gives you that voice, and you're like, okay, I got exactly. He's kind of like uh, the the Goldman Sachs guy who's like Goldman Sachs CEO during the day and then like a DJ at night in like <laughs> New York City. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I want to ask, you know, I've seen a lot. I've seen it kind of it spiked and now it's kind of falling back off a little bit. But, you know, there's a whole lot of AIs taking over the world, you know, and it, it really got real popular for a minute. And, um, you know, using, using chat GPT to make posts and make videos. And especially like everyone's like, make me a post about scheduling, you know, make it humorous in the voice of Adam Sandler. And you, you were seeing that for a minute, but like, what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so I've shared some of my thoughts in the past. I think the first thing I'll say is I, I made this post. It was like a one-liner. It was like, hey, for all the, for all those of you that are using ChatGPT to create social media posts, copy and pasting them directly from ChatGPT, we can tell. And for me in general, I know that there's like several tells. Like there's a whole bunch of emojis. Like uh, I don't know why ChatGPT has like a tendency to add a lot of emojis when you say, hey, social media posts. And even if you add the prompt, hey, don't put any like uh, – emojis it'll just add a little less <laughs> all the same thing but so that's one tell as far as like knowing when people do that but the other piece is if you ever go look at the actual hashtags like they are all capitalized like like if you like if we do lean construction it'd be capital l lean and then construction like there's a lot of these things that it follows and so i i guess to answer your question now is like i don't think that approach is good or like beneficial because um the problem with ChatGPT and AI, and although I am a user of it, and I'll share how I use it, um, is it just regurgitates what already exists out there. Whereas for me, when it relates to personal brands, personal branding, and in this case for uh, CMs, it's like, what's your experience? What's your story? What's something maybe an unpopular opinion that you have? Or what's something that you see in the industry that that is commonly adopted but shouldn't because of your own opinion or your own experience? I think that I'm, I'm realizing now just in general, whether it relates to like B2B content or even just content about sports, politics or all these other things, opinion based content actually resonates the most. People want to hear what you think, not what a robot thinks, not what a blog that, that you're reposting the link to thinks. It's like, no, it wants to know what Matt thinks. It wants to know what uh, or your audience wants to know what Kyle thinks. And so that's it for me. I think as it relates to how I use ChatGPT or AI, because there's actually something I use that I think is better than ChatGPT, but um, I use it mainly for research. Like if I'm following like a trajectory as far as like putting a, okay, I, I'm going to be talking about this topic, especially now that I'm creating YouTube content. I'm like, okay, like I, I know my general position or perspective, but when I begin to flush that out, it's like, okay, well, what is this? Like, uh, I can't really think of a good definition. So let, let, let me use an AI to be able to help like make a concise but punchy definition like okay cool that's a good use but it's not creating my entire content it's just building off what i'm already creating and helping me like basically it's like a writer's assistant helping me supplement areas where i can mm -hmm. also too if i need editing or things like that i'll ask it hey edit this or whatever give me a give me a, a like take this sentence or this piece from an act from a passive voice to active voice those sort of things but as far as it actually writing my personal thoughts i don't think that's the best approach now, as far as the competitor that I would put against ChatGPT, because I do pay for ChatGPT every month, is uh, Google's Bard. So Bard is uh, Google's AI, and the reason I prefer them is because when you look at ChatGPT, uh, Chat it gives you information from like I think it's like 2021 and before that. Whereas Bard, actually, like I, I was researching it on I don't remember if it was a podcast or YouTube video. But it basically said that like uh, the buffer between like the most relevant information for Bard is within a few weeks. So like if something happened two, three weeks ago, it'll be able to regurgitate that information that's more active or live, whereas ChatGPT is only 2021 and on. So if I were to ask it, hey, why did Elon Musk buy X or Twitter or whatever, like uh, uh, back then it'd be like, oh, well, that you know, we don't have any information that's past that. Whereas if I ask Bard, it, it, it'll provide more information. And the thing I like about Google too is it scrapes the entire like internet and whereas chat gpt although it, it did try to do that i think google's finding ways to be able to block that <laughs> uh, find different ways to do that but even too like if, if i found a youtube video and i'm like uh, this full interview like hey like what was this um 
And this actually might be helpful for you guys specifically as you guys create show notes and things like that. Um, and, and it depends too on what the type of video, but I did it with the podcast. I'm like, Hey, uh, uh, this podcast for this episode, could you give me a summary of the bullet points of that, that, that they discussed within a matter of seconds, boom, it, it'll give me the synopsis of as far as what it talked about. And I'm like, this is incredible. And so for me, as it relates to that, sorry, I know that that was kind of a tangent specifically. But wow. That's, that's, I, I love it. So Bard uh, did that. That's Bard doing that. Yeah, so Bard, I, I like it a lot. Obviously, it's free, which is great. Like, you know, it's free, 90 free. Uh, I think another one is Bing. I haven't used Bing's yet, though. I know that, that that one's also free. But for me, my biggest thing, especially, I think I heard it from a marketer. They're like, hey, I like Bard because it gives me more, not real time like today, but a few yeah. weeks at least. Right. So, yeah, but what are your guys' thoughts, though, like on the, the piece I was touching on, like opinion base? Like people, like, yeah, they do want to learn. But specifically as it relates to your personal brand, they want to know your opinion as it relates to it. I I think it's good. I, I mean, like you see people like Gary Vaynerchuk, he does it where he'll take like a screenshot of a news headline. Instead of just talking about what the news article says, like he'll take the screenshot and he'll do like the green screen. So he's like, he's making a short clip, right? And it's him in front of the, the headlines behind him and the thing. And he's given his opinion of whatever the topic or whatever the article is about. And that stuff just blows up. I mean, because obviously Gary Vee's got a huge personal brand. Everybody wants to know what he thinks about everything, right? And so whenever he's like, if he's just regurgitating what the article says, like no one gives a shit. But he's like giving his opinion. So people want to know. And so. Yeah, I, and I definitely agree with that. Um, I, and I agree with your piece, Jonathan, there. Because, for example, my favorite podcast is called All In. And these these four guys basically just just talk about news, current events, but they do it from their own perspectives. And they're also guys that are really, for those that haven't listened, they're very successful. They are very well spoken, very intelligent people. So it's very fun to hear their perspective on things. And so it's that's my favorite podcast to listen to. It does it does exactly that. Yeah, that's actually one of my top podcasts too. There's another one called My First Million, uh, which is incredible. These two guys they'll interview other people, but they share business ideas. I just realized in general, for, and that's where for me as a creator, I'm like, okay, like what, what, why do I like this? Like I kind of re begin reverse engineering. Why do I like this content? What is it about them? Like what specifically, what types of personalities are they that attract me to them? Like, and then how do I like lean into that? Cause I think there's obviously, and I'm not saying you should copy other people, but there's a reason why you're specifically drawn to specific personalities or podcasts or content pieces. It's like, so how do you begin to kind of infuse that? you know, with your own content. But I, I wanted to ask you, Kyle, though, this kind of, I don't want to go on a tangent, but who's your favorite? Like, if you were to go out to all in, the four guys, David Sachs, David Friedberg, Chamath, and Jason Calacanis, what, what's your list as far as from most favorite to maybe not least favorite, but just how, how would you put that order? Oh, well, I like I like listening to Sachs a lot. He's, um, I feel like he does a lot of talking and um, I, I like what he has to say most of the time. And especially because it seems like most of the other guys like to go at him. Um, like he seems to be the center of uh, being targeted on, on their conversations a lot. And he gives a pretty good argument most of the time. I'm not saying I agree with everything, but I think he does a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff there. How about you? Yeah, for me, I, I would say it's the top would be like Friedberg, Sachs, Tremoth, and then Jason. I think uh, okay. it, it's funny if, if you've ever gone into the comment section for All In, they're always roasting Jason. Like they're always like wrote. It's funny, and it, and I think the it's kind of one of those things where like I feel like with with friends you can like kind of joke around all sorts of stuff. But it's the person that begins like once somebody shows that hey that actually kind of affected me a little bit. People will go in, especially the internet will go in. So I think they've realized with that with Jason, yeah. and so they'll just 
now that they know this, they just go for them. So there's definitely like an army of people going in the comments. If you ever pass the episodes that happen, if you ever want to, you know, smile a little bit, you can go in the comments on YouTube. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I want to ask Jonathan, if you have any other like tactical tips, you know, we kind of talked about the high level of, you know, why you should do it. Maybe this, you know, don't use chat GPT. You know, if you're going to use it, use it as an assistant only. Don't just let it be your, your sole copywriter. Um, but do you have any other sort of tactical tips or uh, kind of your own lessons learned of what's worked or hasn't worked? Yeah, I, I think um, I think going back to what we were talking about, uh, like you were mentioning Gary V, and that I honestly like open. I realized like in general, a big type of content that works really well is a reaction type content. And yeah. I think I've been seeing it on LinkedIn, different people reacting, kind of adding their two cents to a post that they that they saw. I think, in my opinion, if I were was a CM professional. I would start there. I would be like, like if there was a post that, you know, either Matt or Kyle had, I would literally go click the repost button, add my own thoughts and then add either why I agree, maybe even disagree, or maybe even have a different perspective and allow for that to be kind of the playing, the, the, the playing field that you build basically a lot of your own content and ideas for. Because oftentimes when people look like start content, they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to start. And they just look at a blank page. I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's like, so don't, don't like, don't um, don't overdo it. Don't overthink it. And instead, just go on LinkedIn, a platform people are already creating. Then add your two cents as it relates to CM or as it relates to construction at large or commercial, or if there's other topics within it. Like you know, I, I've seen different guys. I, I can't remember his. I think it's Ryan Spots from uh, wow. uh, like he, he's been posting a lot of content. Um, he's a he's a PX himself, and uh, he's it's not it's construction related, but it's like more like kind of like either mental health or like mental like, uh, um, how do you say, mindset and that sort of stuff. So it's like right, it's, right. It, 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 the people he's talking to is construction, but it's just interesting. And so, like, you don't only have to focus on construction content specifically. I think that's a good starting point because that's what people do every day. That's where they live and breathe. But when you when you kind of begin to find your area that you really enjoy talking about, then you can begin to focus on that. And so I, I know I, I mentioned, like, don't be everything to everybody initially. And I think that's still true. But, like, even within construction, you if you want to start more broad, that's okay. But eventually, as you've kind of figure out what you love to talk about, what you're really passionate about or what you're more opinionated about, then begin to kind of focus in on that. That doesn't mean you still can't engage or share two thoughts on other types of content. But in general, this is kind of the rule of thumb I've taken for my own content is like 80 percent of what I talk about is social media. Now, there's 20 percent where I'll share personal stories, uh, memes or just even other interesting videos as it relates. It's still related to construction because I still like to, that to be looped in there, but 80% like, uh, uh, is, is social media. And that's strategic because I want people, when they think of Jonathan, they think of social media, they think of commercial construction. The problem I've seen in the past is like, well, if people begin to follow you for something specific, but you begin creating content on a whole bunch of other things, they'd be like, wait, I didn't follow this individual for this. Like I followed them for this specific topic. And so, like I said, if you're just starting out, start a little broad, but then eventually focus in on an area that you're passionate about that you have tons of uh, uh, opinions on. And like I even said, like the reposting, I think is a good place to start. The other piece, if I were to add one more thing is like, I have a, I have a, a, a notes app here on my phone. Um, I have it and it's called construction content ideas. And I'm constantly like writing down like different ideas that I have. Just like, if I see something and I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I, I have an opinion on that. Like, but I don't want to deal with it now. Like, I don't want to flesh it out now. And so I'm like, I'll just write it in here. And then later when I'm actually sitting down writing, then I'll transfer it from my phone into my 
the doc that I use for my kind of like hub for all content. And then I'll have a starting point because oftentimes it, it, I also face that too, where I just stare at a blank page. I'm like, I don't know what to write about or what to post about. Oh, perfect. I had something that I can pull from. So I have this thing. And then also too, I have a dedicated time per week um, where I go on LinkedIn and Instagram and YouTube. And I have a whole bunch of profiles related just to const not construction content specifically. I have construction content I follow, but just so many other industries where I'm just like, just like getting tons of information. Cause like for me, mm -hmm. if I want to improve my output, I want to, I, I want to like uh, up level the amount of inputs that I'm getting from these different industries that will inspire. And even too, if it's in tech or e-commerce yeah. or, you know, those sort of things, like, I'm like, Oh, cool. I think this could actually relate to construction in this way. And I, and I, and only I'm able to draw that line in this case because I am kind of seeing both and, and processing from there. So I think those are, cause honestly, that's a lot of people when they start, they're like, I don't know what to write about. So you got the reposting, you have the construction like thoughts or some sort of notes app that you can just write when you get a thought or an opinion that you may want to expand on. However, I have the instance where I reread what I wrote and I'm like, this is crap. And so I, I toss it. Um, but it's going to have it to think that way. And then the third is like, how do you begin to find ways to be able to consume content from other creators, YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and, and, and all that sort of stuff to be able to give you ideas or feed you more things to be able to do in the future. So that, those are some, some tips I would give from the get go. I got to say, like, I love what you're doing because obviously you've got a, a, a social media content creation business, right? But you're actually doing the work too. Cause you, you mentioned this early on. It was one of the notes I wrote down in your, in your first monologue. Um, but is like I, I see people on like LinkedIn, for instance, all the time, right? And their and their title or their little whatever you call it, little blurb thing, their um, bio or whatever you call that, the it'll be yeah, the headline. It'll say like social media LinkedIn expert, and I click their thing and I go to it, and they've got like seventy five connections, and their last post was like four months ago. And I'm like, okay, if you're not doing, I mean, maybe you are, maybe you do it all day every day for somebody else, maybe you're a ghostwriter for somebody else, maybe you're a you know, maybe you're, you know, managing 20 different company profiles, you know, maybe you are know what you're doing, but if you want me to hire you or something like that, and I look at your thing and like, you're not showing me that you're doing what you say you can do. Like it's a, it, it seems like a joke. Right. Um, but anyway, so I love that you're actually doing that. You're building your own personal brand almost as your portfolio too. Right. Like, Hey, I know how to do social media. Cause look, I'm doing it. And I, you know, this meme post got 800, likes you know and so it's like I, I know what resonates with people and so that's where stuff and i was gonna say there's two thoughts be, between that like decision making one of them strategic is like like you said a majority of people marketing people or companies won't post any content for themselves for me it boggles me like i begin to research more i'm like wow like so many different like these guys aren't doing anything so that's a competitive advantage for me like that's a differentiator i'm going to differentiate yeah. myself and it's opened a lot of doors i think the other piece though too is like you mentioned construction's a no bs environment so people want to be like, okay, yeah, you want to work with me? Well, what have you done? Like they say, like, what, and whereas contractors can also do the same thing, like uh, whether it's subs or different, like, hey, I built this, I was on this project, whatever. But if I have no like actual case studies or, or even like walking the walk, like you said, people can read right through that. And for me, I want to be able to be an example of like, hey, I'm doing it myself. I see the benefit. I'm still an advocate for it. Um, and so if you go look at my LinkedIn, if you look at my LinkedIn history, you'll see some that did really well and some that flopped. And almost mm -hmm. everything I'm doing is an experiment too, right? If I post it like 7 a.m., what does it do? If I post it 3 p.m., what does it do? And so it's I'm all over the place. And it's really all just, it may look random, but it's 
I'm enjoying the experiment and toying with it and playing with it and figuring out what seven second stupid meme video can get a million look likes on, <laughs> on TikTok. But it's all just fun. Uh, I was going to say too on the experiential side, like the experiment, because I've been experimenting too myself, like different content pieces. And here's some advice for you guys. You probably already know this, but uh, years ago, like uh, LinkedIn was like going viral with like personal stories and things like that. Now it's like, it, it's like, I feel like it's penalizing and it like suppresses it. Like for me, I'm like, I realize I'm like, this post should have gone a lot more, but I know, cause I have a, I have other posts. I see I'm like 10, 20, 30, 50,000 impressions. I'm like, this one's just like at 1000. Like it's like doing everything I can. And I'm still following my similar cadence. I'm like, I've noticed that about personal stories, even if I relate it back to construction. The other thing too, is even like meme based content. And actually this is something I initially was brought up when I joined a, a big, a big creator had a like uh, a LinkedIn talk where you can come in and ask him questions. It was like Q and A. I asked him on like meme and like funny content. He's like, I think that uh, anytime anybody uses the laugh emoji or whatever, it actually penalizes. Like like th that's it. That's an indicator for LinkedIn to begin to showing your content less. Although it still gets more engagement. But he's like, I've tried it myself. And he's like, I think that in, in general they put that there to be able to know what content to show and what content to not show. And so for me, I'm like, ah, oh, that's interesting. And so I begin to relate. The metrics i'm like that's true but the thing is for me i've noticed like once it gets past a certain thresh threshold it'll just keep going but that kind of initial part it'll do everything it can to suppress the content the content but then once it kind of like breaks that then it just does its thing so those are two things i noticed right right away at least from my experimenting you know with content is personal stories and like you know anytime you do meme content and i'll i'll continue to do it but anytime it uses that laugh emoji or whatever like it does penalize you that's when funny. I've because I've I mean I, I post a lot of meme type stuff too. And like I've had a few meme videos honestly. I posted like one a day for like the last four or five days and they've all sort of blown up and there's a lot of laugh emojis. Maybe I burst broke through the barrier, but also yeah. I'm not just posting a meme video. I'm I'm doing like what you did on that the thing we looked at earlier, right? You post a meme, that's kind of a the attention grabber, right? Yep. But then you actually post legitimate something in in the text. And so I'll post a kind of a funny video, but then like the actual body is actually something, you know, thought provoking or something like some sort of call to action to start a conversation or that sort of stuff. It's not purely a joke. The joke is just like the, 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 the catcher, right? Yep, exactly. So. But. So anyway, Jonathan, we're wrapping up here on an hour. Is there any other uh, tips or advice or anything you kind of want to give to the next generation that's looking at um, starting uh, building a personal brand? Yeah, oh, so I will, sorry, I'm sorry. One thing I will add real quick, let me cut you off, was one thing I wanted to add to when you're getting started is you can start by leaving comments on other people's posts as well. Yep. Um, and that's even a lower barrier of entry too, right? Because you don't even have to hit the post button. You can just get in there and just leave one sentence line, at least kind of gets you into the, gets you going. So that's one thing I want to add before I forgot. But anyway, sorry yeah, to cut you sure. off. <laughs> and, and, I've seen, and I've done this myself where if I leave a certain comment, I'll actually wait a few days and then use that as a post in the future. Um, so that, especially if other people begin, because if other people like your comment, you're like, yeah. oh, well, there may be something here. Okay, cool. Wait for a little bit and then post it and reshare that. So I, I think that I did expand upon it. Exactly. Yeah. We have to do like a, uh, a LinkedIn kind of like, you know, strategy and like tips and different things we learned. Cause I know that you've learned a lot of stuff too. And so is Kyle. And so I'm like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of knowledge that we could definitely share out there as far as this. But I think the last thing I'll leave here is like a few weeks ago, the beginning of September, I launched a, a community called Construction Marketers. And basically my focus here is honestly just to be able to uh, uh, educate people in construction 
uh, to be able to understand marketing specifically more, but as it relates to content, like I want to empower more people to create more content uh, for their personal brand, for their company brand. And, and uh, this is like set aside from even like, even if you don't do business with me, even if you don't follow me or subscribe or anything like that, I just want to be able to find ways to be able to educate the industry just in general, as far as what I've learned. So I have a lot of content. Uh, I have three videos already live, but I have more content in the queue. And even after this, I'm actually going to be working on a script for another content and be able to record here this afternoon. Uh, but my goal here, like I said, is just to be able to you know create more content to be able to educate people in the industry, whether it's for personal reasons, selfish reasons, or for your company, all this. I think any if you're a CEO, I think if you're a mid-level manager, or if you're a CM professional, or if you're a marketer, anybody, I think would benefit from learning more about marketing. Because I think in, in today's day and age, that's what's influencing so many different industries, including construction. 100%. Where can people find that? Yeah. So uh, the best place to find it is on YouTube. So just go, uh, just YouTube uh, construction marketers. We also have a podcast uh, for it. It's basically the audio version of it in case people want to be on the go as well. Yeah. Like the, the only, I think the only two places I have it are uh, Apple and, and Spotify. Like I, I'm, I'm not really going to go through the headaches of adding everywhere else just because I'm like, those are the two main ones I research. I'm like, that's 90 or 95% of the market. So they're on there if you want the audio experience, if you're on the go, but those are the two best places. And also too, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I, like I share, I, I, share, I share a lot of content on social media and things like that, personal branding as well. So, Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Kyle, you got anything to add? No, no, it's great talking to you. And um, it's kind of fun to be be quizzed a little bit too. It kind of shook it up a little bit there. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, whew, but uh, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, as a former like podcast host myself, it's like I, I realize it, it is a, a, a different to be able to be interviewed in an interview. So um, m maybe just that aspect of my personality came out a little bit to see, you know, what you guys think. Because I think you guys have a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge from doing this. So and that's why I wanted to be able to piggyback off of what you guys were saying, too. No, it's fun, awesome. man. I'm glad you did. Uh, Lance did it whenever he was Lance Fiorama did what he was on here. And it was uh, it, it kind of made it fun. So it's always it's always mm -hmm. fun to that was curveball. Yeah, but cool. Well, thanks. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It, it's been a blast. And uh, I know that this is uh, uh, just the beginning for you guys. And I know that you guys are, like you said, 30 plus episodes, but you guys have a lot a, a lot more in the tank. And I'm just excited to, to follow your guys' journey individually and also to as a brand uh, to be able to grow on, on social media and, and just online in general. I'll say I've seen a couple of your YouTube videos and I really like them. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. See you later. Thanks a lot.